And we are live? Maybe? There we go. There we go. Now we're cooking with fire. No. <laughs> that sounds familiar. It's like a Midwestern. Apparently that's something you start to say when you become a dad. What's that? Now you're we're live? cooking with fire. Oh. <laughs> The other Although one your is, live would be pretty good. Yeah, that'd be... It's kind of appropriate. Oh, look at that. Live. There you go. You're born. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dad, no. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, All right. No, well, we're live. What's the other one? Um, oh, whenever you, you pack something in the back of a... Especially on top of like a pickup truck or even in your van or whatever, um, you have to you have to tap it twice. So that's not going anywhere. Just to anywhere. make sure. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You kind of pick that stuff up. Yeah. I, uh, my dad was the, the king of dad jokes before it was, uh, <laughs> cool. He just, that's just how he talked. And, and he had, he had New Balance sneakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen I, the, that, the, the TikTok of the dad and the son that get dressed up like each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I've seen a lot lately where women will, uh, announce to their husband, uh, or boyfriend, whatever, uh, that they that they're gonna be a dad by buying them like khaki shorts, a polo shirt, long white like mm-hmm. tube socks, and New mm-hmm. Balance shoes, because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the official uniforms that's of like, dads. Yep. Yeah. I think I only saw my dad in shorts like once though. He didn't ever mm. wear shorts. Uh, mm. He was a um, yeah. I, he I don't think I barely I. Besides when we went camping, like to Yellowstone or something like that, I don't even think I ever saw him really in jeans. He wasn't even a jeans guy. He would what wear... What would he wear? Khaki like, or Yeah. Slacks? Like, like slacks, like dress pants. Um, He would even wear... Hiking? What's that? Even hiking, like out in the... Uh, just kind of around? Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, jeans are not fantastic for a lot of that stuff anyway. Uh, jeans are uh, stiff and they're, you know... Um, they're heavy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he would like golf pant kind of things, you know. But yeah, he would wear basically business casual okay. all the time, you know, even on the weekends. And so, okay. um, yeah. Sporty? Um, Kind of, you know. Um, mm. Not... Not spoiling mean, a lot of sweaters. We used to joke because he had this like beige sweater, and for some reason, everybody for Christmas was like, "Oh, he likes that one." And so he had people kept buying them for him. Mm-hmm. So he had like a million of the same sweater, and I was, I was so sad because I wanted one of them, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. it got given away or something like that after he passed away. But um, but yeah, oh, wow. his it was just this this. Uh, this like you know woven beige sweater because mm-hmm, he would mm-hmm. wear sweaters and dress slacks and then um, you know like a dress shirt and a tie to work. Um, okay. He didn't do at least. Oh, I think he wore he wore wear like a blazer too. Um, yeah. But then yeah, so he just had tons and tons and tons of uh, <laughs> these beige sweaters. <laughs> um, That's my kind of style because I I like to not have to think like you guys joke that I have. Just a, like a like a uniform of the mm-hmm. same set of clothes, that's ideal for me. In fact, yeah. I, it's just simple. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a. I don't enjoy. I don't know the process of figuring out what to wear. I'm like it's just one less thing to think about. So there's a thing called uh, I think it's called like modular wardrobes or something like that, where the idea is you have. I'm just throwing out a number, but it's a small number of clothes, like ten mm-hmm. pieces of clothes, and then they're all they all match. 
and they're all interchangeable. That, so that, that way, yeah, you wear these pants, they'll go with any of your mm-hmm. shirts, you wear this shirt, you know. And um, I saw, I've seen it a lot late, lately, the Steve Harvey thing where he said, you know, you buy the five suits. Oh, yeah. And then you can I saw mix that and too. match. Um, and I, I've been kind of doing that. Um, you know, I've been reworking my wardrobe since I've lost weight. And, mm-hmm. um, there are very few pieces that don't match one another very mm-hmm. well. So most of it is, mm-hmm. yeah, I can wear the only things I wouldn't wear. I have like a beige hoodie and then I wouldn't wear that with like my khakis. Cause then I would just look like a, like a potato. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, UPS driver. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, pretty good. Hey everybody. Welcome to VM live. I think that's the longest time we've gone about four minutes between, uh, talking and the actual introductions. I am your host, Jack Rollins, and with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, and the founder of Visible Man, Mr. Jeffrey Hoffman. What's going What's on, dude? What's up, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just yeah. feeling just feeling a little blah. I'm, I'm feeling blah right yeah. now. You yeah. Know, just not, not jazzed up, but we're on totally different time zones, too. Like, here it's 8 p.m., there it's 9.30 a.m., mm-hmm. so we're just like, you're getting caffeinated, and I'm just kind of ramping down, so. Yeah, yeah, I, um, it's been a, it's been a weird, like, two weeks. I had, um, there were uh, a couple of, uh, sick kids here, mm-hmm. um, last week, and there was, it's been like a rotation, so, like, you can see how it's going through the family, so first yeah, I had yeah. one, and then I had two home, and then, um, I, there's still, still one of them's home that got it over the weekend, um, and so it's been, uh, kind of weird having, you know, and then all of a sudden now, um, I'm responsible for, you know, medicines and, and those kind of things. And, uh, they're different names and stuff like that, which is confusing <laughs> to me. So I can't just get, yeah, the I heard kid you like, say something different. Like, oh, you gotta get, take some of this. What the hell is that? Panadol or Panamax, something which sounds like a, like a VHS tape to me. But uh, yeah, uh, it sounds like a movie or something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but no, it was so like in the States, I don't know if this is the way it is for everybody or for maybe it's just a, a, a difference in, in age groups and how, you know, things, but like when we would get medicine, we'd get it in like the little plastic shot glass. I mean, that's what it really was. It was a shot glass. Like they're teaching yeah. us at seven years old, <laughs> throw to, it back. you know, throw it back, uh, one gulp, you'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. and then like, you'd fill it with a little bit of water to get the extra and, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so that's what I grew up with. And here they have these, they're almost, I mean, it's almost like a needle. Obviously it's not a needle, but it's like a a a plastic, yeah, syringe injection thing. Kind of like, you know, what reminds me of is like the things that you give when you have to give like your cat a pill, you know, have you ever seen those? Like you put the pill in it and then you open the cat's mouth and you you know, um, it's very similar. Um, except, they don't fight back. So they as much take as medicine they that do. way. Yeah, and it was funny because the other day I was trying to get them. So like the way the medicine bottle, it's like a glass bottle, and then you're supposed to put the syringe in it. It's got like a you know plastic thing, and you stick a it in there. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and like I was pulling it up, but I'm like it's not going down far enough. So I kept kind of you know trying to shove it in there, and. I could not figure out how to get the friggin' medicine out. And so I mm. popped the plastic cap off of it so I could stick the syringe all the way down in and then pull it out. And then um, one of the other kids was here, you know, while I was kind of laughing, trying to figure out what to do as well. 
And it, you know, it, it wasn't the right way, but it worked. And then when um, my partner came home and she did the medicine, she put the thing in and then just flipped it upside down and then pulled it. And it was just like, wait, she, so, so like she put the syringe into the medicine bottle. Cause there's like an attachment like in the medicine bottle. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then she flips the whole thing upside down. So the medicine, oh. and then, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Okay. I'm used to having like a, um, like a tube or something that you put into the medicine or whatever. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I just felt like such a moron. Well, but, um, I, that's. <laughs> go ahead. No, that was it. That was pretty much my car. It's going to sound different, but it's similar. My mm-hmm. car has been not operating great lately, and it wouldn't start the last couple of days. And so I have a five-speed. So I use the. <laughs> I use a pull-out method. I use a, you, know, you like get it rolling, pull out the clutch, mm-hmm. and um, and it starts. And so that's how I've been taking my daughter to school. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm like. I like roll it down the street. I roll mm-hmm. it down my driveway, pull it up. I went into the car shop today and got a new battery and uh, bought it on my car. And then I asked the guy if he could give me a jump. Guy pulls mm-hmm. up and the owner comes out and he's like, you know, you could have used a new battery, right? That like the jump off of. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like I got a whole juiced up battery right in my trunk. It's like, oh, so to your point, I felt like an idiot. I'm like, oh, oh you yeah. can't swap I, out your own battery. I can't. I didn't have the tools with me, so okay. I had like the car mm-hmm. with the old battery in it. I I could. So I brought it home and swapped it out, okay. but I didn't swap it out in the dry. In the, Do you remember you know, when you used to just be able to open up the trunk and then take out the old battery and put the new battery in? Like no. you're not the trunk, the uh, the hood. Yeah, you didn't have to have. <laughs> All the really? crazy tools back. You just pop the things off, and then you put. Now they put all the crap on top of it and oh. stuff, so you have to gain access to it. But you used to just you do it right there in the parking lot. You just pop the little uh, cap things off, picked off the old like battery, that. put the new one in, and then I just had to unscrew the things. Yeah, and put it on. So I didn't have anything on top of it. So oh, I okay. Guess, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I um my back home like the battery is uh is like under underneath like by the wheel well so they do that so like if you and i didn't realize that when i but because you see the compartment for it and it was just the parts for the the you know the jumping part and i didn't realize that and i'm so i have to take it in to change the battery i can't change my own battery what uh yeah it's stupid i don't know it's a convertible i don't know if it has something to do with that like Uh, they're a little bit weirder with their weight ratios and stuff but uh okay it mine's just a volkswagen jetta it's pretty pretty just kind of average car you know Mm -hmm. so it's pretty accessible (laughs) i um but yeah, so so we've been dealing with with a lot of this the the six uh kids they just is working through them. I think two of them I'm waiting on and they'll get it. And I think my partner's a little under the weather as well. Uh, oh, by the way, rocking the uh, Adelaide Crows uh, footy, uh, one of my footy shirts. Uh, we went to a, a local team, like a smaller league footy game uh, last Saturday. And What is um, footy? Uh, Australian rules, like Australian football, Australian okay. rules football, I think is what it is. Um, it's not rugby though. No. Um, it's, I'll see if I can send you some clips. It's, it's crazy because mm-hmm. it's, um, there are a lot of weird rules. It would be, it's a weird mixture. It's its own kind of thing. You play it on mm-hmm. an oval, 
Uh, so not like mm. a regular, like, not like a soccer field or football. Field. Um, mm. And um, the main thing is you have two long goal posts that you have to try to kick the ball through. And, um, and then you have two wider posts. So if you kick it a little wide, if you kick it right in the middle, you get, I think it's six points. And then if, if you kick it a little wide, it's just one point. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, a lot of kicking. You can't, you can run with it, but you can only run with it like a certain distance and you um, either have to kick it or you have to like bounce it, like dribble it. Um, and mm-hmm. and it, it's about the same same general shape as like an American football. So like that's a skill, like bouncing that thing and yeah. having it come yeah. back to you. Yeah. Um, it's also a lot smoother. So you see a lot of the ball flailing out all over the place. You can't throw it. You have to like hit it. Um mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's intense. It's a lot of fun to watch and it's easy. Like you don't have to know all the rules to kind of, it's like soccer. You know what I mean? If the ball goes in the goal, it's a point, like it's not that difficult Mm. to figure out. Um, and we went to like a smaller local league. Uh, it was, uh, the Glenelg Tigers and we sat out, um, they had like a grandstand, but then everybody else like sat out on, uh, the grass. And so we put out Hmm. a couple of picnic blankets, um, had my first, not my first Australian beer, but, uh, West end was the name of the, uh, the brewery that I tried that time, which is another real popular one, uh, over here. And I mean, you're right there. Um, I mean, you can sit five feet away from where they're playing. Hmm. Um, and then in between each quarter, people go out and cook, kick the footy around actually out on the, on the field, which is kind of cool. Um, it was real local, you know? And, uh, so that was a lot of fun to, uh, to watch that. So, um, yeah, sick kids, uh, footy. And then, um, I don't know how much you want to go into this, uh, but um, obviously there was the the shooting in Texas, and then um, it feels like two days before there was that one in the grocery store. Um, mm, yeah, you know, and it's been a weird experience here because there's kind of a view of like I was I was talking to my partner about it today this morning. Um, because they keep talking about it on the news. And, you know, I've stayed away from a lot of the, the news stuff about it. Um, at, at, you know, there are there are victims and they should be honored. Um, but other than that, like, I, I, I don't feel like I need to know every single detail. Same with, like, mm. the Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff. I mean, like, mm. there's a lot to it and there's a lot that's important. But, like, I, you know, I, I don't feel like that's going to affect my life. Mm. Um you know, and it's just, I mean, this isn't the official view of VM or anything like that. And I want to just put that out there. Um, but like, obviously nothing's changed. Um, mm. You know, we keep saying stuff needs to change. We keep saying, you know, um, these are isolated incidents, uh, you know, uh, that keep happening. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, we do need to change you know, um, I'm all for personal freedoms. I'm all for all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, um, you know, a bunch of kids just died, uh, basically for everybody else's rights to, uh, own, uh, firearms that they don't need. And I'm a, I'm like a kind of a gun person, you know, I haven't owned any, um, 
besides like my I have my grandpa's it's like a World War II Japanese rifle um mm-hmm. but I can't you know I can't fire it it's not you know uh but I've shot guns I've hunted you know I have a bow so like I'm I'm aware of the community I'm from you know Jeff, you're, you know, pretty close to where I'm from. You guys probably back in the day would refer to like our parts as almost down south. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I'm from that culture where people, uh, you know, will take the day off school if uh, the day deer hunting season opens. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. expected, yeah. you know, gun yeah. racks in the back of their trucks, like that kind of stuff. I come from that, you know, but I mean, there's yeah. a point where it's just like, okay, <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and you know, people... The frustration for me comes from the, the changing of what the argument's about. And you see a lot of people talking about, well, it's not the guns that are the problem. It's the people that's the problem, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Like, if you had some dude that was you know, running around hitting people with a hammer, you know, that's not what the hammer's for. You know, you take the hammer away. You don't sit there and try to figure out the psychological issue behind why he's doing it. You just take the freaking hammer away. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand it. And then over here, it feels like there's a lot of defense and, um, you know, I feel like I'm defending things that I don't need to defend, you know, um, people have come to me as like, oh, the American, like, hey, I'm an expert on politics or gun control or any of these things. Uh, like you um, represent America. Yeah, like I'm, this? yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, obviously I think they should be, you know, they should take the guns away. Like, I don't know, you know, not, I'm not even saying all guns, you know, I'm just saying let's take Assault away, you know, maybe. let's yeah. take away these things that are, that are not, like they're they're pointless, you know, they're cool. I mean, I've shot a couple of these things. They're cool, but um they're pointless. And mm. but then after that there's, you know, getting messages on Instagram and stuff where it's, you know, like maybe they need to do this or do this and 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 they're the constant, you know, uh gun debate stuff that I've already agreed to. So it's like I'm not really sure why you're sending me this stuff because I've already mm. stated my point and now it kind of makes me feel like you're trying to prove an argument that we weren't having. You know, mm-hmm. because I agreed mm-hmm. with you, and then it, and then I start to get defensive. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, one of um, somebody that my partner knows. I'm trying to keep things as vague as possible because it's not my story to tell. Was uh, assaulted at uh, outside of uh, like a grocery store. Uh, somebody like tried to rob her, and you know, and you know, my partner said to me, "Well, I guarantee if it was in America, that person would have a gun." And it's like. No, there's a pretty good chance they wouldn't. The um, person robbing, doing her, the assaulting, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there is that. There is that. Um, yeah, when you when you travel outside the U.S., people think of all of us as all of us have large trucks. All of mm-hmm. us have. I don't know. All we have is McDonald's every day. <laughs> there's a couple yeah. TikToks about like what it's like to be an American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wake up, you do, you only put in your short 16 hour days and then you, you bring your work to home. It's just like, there's a stereotype and it's mm-hmm. sad. A lot of them are accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Guns are, yeah. Yeah. They're, um, more likely to have one over here, but not everybody has one, that's for sure. No, in fact, most people don't. Uh, We're going to go to break and we'll continue this conversation when we get back. 
<sighs> and we're back. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the stereotypes and stuff, like I get it, you know, um, and a lot of them are true. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I it felt like I, I wanted to say that, you know, I... I didn't ask to be born where I was born. I didn't ask to be, I don't want to say raised the way I was raised, but, but, but born into the culture that I was born mm -hmm. into, you know? Um, and it seems like everywhere else, like if I were to sit there and point out and I, and I have, and I learned my lesson, you know, point out things that I think are silly or weird that Australians, for instance, do, you know, it's, hey, you're insulting me, you're insulting my country, like, why do you, and, and then, but it's okay to do that to <laughs> us, the, you know. It's the same. Yeah. I was going to say, it's a caricature. It's like if you go to any country and uh, basically apply a, not a prejudice stereotype, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, say everybody in this country is like this. Um, it was interesting traveling to, um, when we went to South Africa and people, you know, we, came across as American because of the way we talk and dress and stuff. And people are like, Oh, what's it, what's it like over there? And everybody would apply the same kind of stereotypes, like, mm -hmm. you know, guns and, you know, cowboy hats and trucks and, and it's kind of a caricature, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's true for some people. But. It is true. And there's truth to it, but the majority and I, and I, and it's, and it's, you know, when we discuss, where we come from as far as you know why america kind of became what it is and what it's what its birth was and that kind of stuff you know um it's hard to kind of explain the constitution and that kind of like look like you got to remember who came here you know the people that came to the states were generally the rebellious the you know the um, ones that were anti a bunch of different things. And so you get all these people from, from different cultures leaving another place to come here. You know, like there's a rebellious nature. There's a mm -hmm. distrust for the government that's in our nature, you know. Um, and so trying to kind of explain that to people, uh, it's like they just don't get it. And... And then the weird thing for me is that I partially, you know, I, I am agreeing with, in this case, like the fact that there are too many guns, like there's, it's just unnecessary. And, and we haven't changed, you know, um, anything really, any, anything severe anyway, in any way since Columbine, you know, and that was mm -hmm. what, 20 years ago or something like that, maybe more now. Yeah, it might be more. Um, you know, that... That kind of stuff, you know, there's a lot of thoughts and prayers. And while I think there is a place for thoughts and prayers, um, you know, I'm I'm proudly Christian. That, that's not all we should be doing, and we're not doing enough. And so on one hand, I'm thinking that, I'm agreeing that with that, I'm saying that, but on the other hand, I'm, I, feel, I get defensive. And that's, I'm sure part of that's a me thing, that I just need to sit there and... and I don't know, let it happen or walk away or mm -hmm. just say like this conversation serves no purpose. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I get, I get defensive. And then I'm sitting there like almost arguing for, you know, um, cause I'll sit there and I, and I just, well, they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to take the guns away, you know? Mm -hmm. And well, why not? And it's like, 
I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I, I <laughs> this is what's in the Constitution. You know, um, this is what's in uh, with the lobbyists and the NRA and that kind of stuff. This is what people believe. Like, I can sit there and say that I want it to happen. But like, has it happened? No. So yeah. for me to sit there and say it's not going to happen, it's not that I have some weird insight into the United States. It's that I've lived here and I'm aware of the fact that they haven't done anything. They're not going to mm-hmm. do anything, you know, mm-hmm. and that sucks and it's terrible. And I wish there was, you know, I wish there was more we, we could do. Um, and if there is, I want to know about it, you know, because yeah. enough is enough as far as I'm concerned. But if you are somebody listening from outside of the States, um, this works for any culture, though. My advice would be to um, maybe not put all of that country's stuff on that person when you're having these <laughs> debates. Look at like what you know, you know, about your country. Like look at your what you know about your history and your politics and, you know, even stuff like religion, you know, like look at all that kind of stuff and see where your gaps are. And then remember that that's how everybody is, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all just trying to figure it out, man. Like 99% of people in the world right now are just trying to put food on their table. They're just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, if they're, if their parents, you know, make sure their kids' lives are better than theirs were, you know, and that's where we, can come together on this kind of stuff and um maybe not blame the guy who's clearly not part of it you know like if i was a gun toting i've owned a truck uh but if i was like a gun toting you know (laughs) sure you know but i'm not sitting there disagreeing with you like i'm agreeing with you so yeah where's this conversation gonna go um and so that's been frustrating and i've noticed that with a couple of other things well like he's an american what does he think about it and i'm like I don't know. Do you get that a lot over there? Yeah. Yeah. I've had to what do they explain ask <laughs> the entirety of Donald Trump so many times. <laughs> how do you do that? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's a weird, you know, it's like they expect you to be 100% aware and up on all the various different things. Like, I don't sit around and, and watch the news all day, mm-hmm. uh, I especially now. You know, I have my little... Um, I listen to Up First in the morning um, and sometimes the the Daily from the Times. Um, and then I am just kind of Reuters and some mm-hmm. like hyper local stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I don't sit around and watch CNN all the time. I don't watch the pundits. I don't watch the debates. I don't, you know, I, I don't watch any of that. And nobody else does here because it's, it's not even on. Mm-hmm. Their election cycle over here was like six weeks long. It was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and then you hear people like, oh, we're exhausted. And then like on election day, because <laughs> that was also on Saturday, I think was election day. Um, God, six weeks would be amazing. Oh, it was great. Um, you know, they had their guy like CNN has, you know, who comes out of the closet once a year, like with his mm-hmm. board that he can touch and he explains everything, you know, um, mm-hmm. and there were all this new technology. And it's like, oh, that's so cute because we've been yeah. doing that for, you know, uh, but, you know, like they do their stuff. And, you know, um, it was interesting how similar it was, although I will say because uh, the the prime minister lost like his party lost it's a little bit different how they do stuff but um but he stepped down like that <laughs> night um he, he just seated and walked away yeah he thanked everyone 
Like a grown-up. Yeah. He thanked everyone. He, you know, um, wished the new guy good luck and all that kind of stuff. And then he went home, and that was it. And it was like, that is so nice. Because I remember when, when that happened here, I... I remember just sitting there at home and I was watching it and I just went and 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 I'm going to mark the episode explicit just because of this because it's important that you hear the word and I just thought to myself I was like fuck me like this mm-hmm. is shit you know cuz I knew I knew that when people down under woke up I'd start getting questions <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like ah, they go, well, you know, why did that? How I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what proposes or gets people to be that way. Like I'm not a sociologist or a psychologist. I mm-hmm. don't know what those people were thinking when they thought like, let's storm the Capitol. You know, like this is a good idea. I have no idea. You know, at least the end game. Because in my head, I'd sit there and go, you know, if I did that, there's a good likelihood I'm going to get shot. You know, and I'm not really a fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. And and I yeah, I just remember being like, oh man, this is this is not good. It's like, embarrassing. This is just not. Yeah, this is embarrassing. And then over here, like the prime minister was at a pub, and uh, some dude was drunk and yelled at him. You know, like that's it. And then so he was, I don't know if it was the, the old prime minister, the new prime minister, or somebody else who was also running for something. Somebody egged them. Like they walked oh, up yeah, and that smacked an familiar. egg on her. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's, I mean, that's obviously terrible and you shouldn't do that. But yeah, yeah. A, it's hilarious because that's such an old school, mm-hmm. like insult. You know what I mean? And it's harmless. And, and B, like it shows, you know, you're not going to storm the Capitol. You're just going to throw an egg at the guy, you know, and embarrass him on TV. And that's hilarious. And I'm all for that. But yeah, it was just, oh. Yeah. I've, I've talked to my daughters about, all right, where am I moving to? Because this is this is getting embarrassing and, and scary. The direction I, I hear South Australia is pretty nice. That's what I hear. Great walking, hear. parks everywhere. Um Fantastic walking paths, multi-use trails, a mm. um, couple of breweries. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you like Asian food, a lot of Asian food. Um, mm. And and that's awesome. Um, only downside I've seen so far, besides the fact that, um, you know, I don't know how much anything weighs or how far anything is or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, is uh, no, very little Mexican uh, mm. food. Um and there's a there's a company out here. I'm not going to say the name, um, but they do a Chipotle esque thing. And it sounds like I was I was funny. I was talking to my um, to my partner's brother in law about it. And he said that guy's super rich because I said, well, their food's trash. You know, mm. it's like they they he vaguely he heard what Chipotle did, but like never had it. <laughs> mm. you know? So just kind of made it up. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it was uh, downright terrible. So there's not a really good, um, there's a couple of regular Mexican restaurants, but if you want, you know, fast food, like no Taco Bells or anything like that, mm-hmm. no Chipotle kind of thing. So that's the downside is the Mexican food situation is not is not great. Um, I can live with that. I yeah. can live with that. Uh, and lots of animals, small animals that want to kill you. 
all the time. So, um, but other than that, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Um, you know, palm trees and stuff. It's pretty cool. That sounds pretty pleasant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, gun control. We should uh, actually try to control the guns. I think. What's scary is how quickly somebody can go off the rails. Um, because yeah, um, yeah, I don't know why anybody would need an assault rifle. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. And you get into these arguments about like, what's the, you know, there's no such technical thing as an assault rifle. Um, and there's some truth to that, but, um, it's like people get so stuck on those little haggling things that they that they skip out on the on the big picture mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and you know that's a that's a great tactic if you're trying to you know dissolve an argument um what's that when you kind of pick at you know somebody talks about gun control and like you said assault rifles and they go what is an assault rifle do you know there's no oh. thing as an assault rifle you know oh. so what are you talking about are you yeah. talking about like and then they go into like these these and, and i understand that some of that stuff needs to be debated out sure you know yeah. um but at the end of the day um yeah there's no reason there's no reason for anyone to have anything um let's just put it this way if it's in a call of duty video game nobody mm. needs to own it <laughs> like at the end of the day if it's a main gun in a call of duty game so not a sidearm it's a main gun in a call of duty game it should be illegal yeah i agree with your point that uh they're missing the the big picture or however you said it they're Mm -hmm. uh, distracted by that because i mean kids kids little babies little they just died and and if I, i i don't know how you can walk away from that discussion but yeah but I, I don't know how you can I don't know how you can start a discussion that says yeah but here you know I do need my gun still mm-hmm. like a, I don't know yeah no I agree um you know it's it's nothing in this world is as black and white but I mean at the end of the day um, parents don't feel safe bringing their kids to school and that's something that i you know don't have to worry about here i mean they have knives they have you know stuff like that um but um i don't have to worry about it here i don't have to worry about somebody shooting up a school you know and i heard that you know somebody i don't i don't know who it was but he had a a texas accent you know saying that we need to you know this is a focus on you know needing armed police officers which is a whole other you know debate um when it comes to that, uh, I saw a really interesting um, video about that. Um, you know, in the military, one of the main things, you know, big things behind the point of like drill, uh, you know, they teach you how to do something and then they teach you how to do that thing well. And then they teach you how to do that thing while somebody's screaming at you. And then they teach mm-hmm. you how to do that thing in terrible weather. And they teach you how to do that thing underwater. And they, you know, they teach you how to do this this specific thing. Uh, the easy, uh, you know, thing to say right now is, is operate a firearm properly. They teach you how to do that so you are proficient in that in any circumstance. So you can go in and you can do your job, you know, under any circumstance like, I don't know, war. 
you know, so there's mm. crazy stuff happening all over. You're not in an ideal shooting range type of situation, but you still need to do your job. They don't do that with the military or the, the police. They give mm. them the tools, but they don't give them the training. So mm. you're saying that you're going to put in some, and, and I, I have friends who are police officers, like I'm not anti-cop in any way, but like a cop is not, a regular street cop is not equipped to go into a school and handle that situation, especially by themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's yeah. one dude. No, that's that's not the solution. That's just that's just stupidity. Um, yeah. I just the funny thing, and I think this might be where I know we're coming up on our uh, the second break here in a second. But um, especially Texas, who's very pro life, uh, they say they're pro life, um, but they're also pro death penalty. So I guess only mm-hmm. pro at the very beginning of life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in my head, if you're going to be pro-life, you got to be, you got to be all in, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. improper to kill people. You can't kill them at the beginning. You can't kill them at the end. That's the way it should be. Um, but they're, so they're pro-birth. They're, yeah. they say they're pro-life, but they're pro-birth because they clearly are not okay with protecting their children. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, they're more interested in, in protecting their guns. Uh, and then they're very pro-death penalty. So, uh, this one state, which I think a lot of people think is like the entirety of the United States, um, you know, walks around being Christian uh, up until the point where, you know, the rubber meets the road and you actually have to follow through with some of those Christian values, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't know, trying to protect children, which is, you know, I, I feel like yeah, Jesus would be down there. with that. I feel like he'd be down with that. And he'd be like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have guns in schools. I can't speak for God. But I feel like that's one of his, his, mm-hmm. you know, his, yeah, don't kill each other. It seems pretty. Um, yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, once or twice. I think, yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to go to break and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over. And that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. And we are back. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, VM will have a comedy fundraiser show on July 24th at 7 p.m. at the Comedy at the Carlson featuring Dan Viola and Vinny Polino. Uh, you can get tickets for that at uh, by going to visibleman.org slash comedy show. That's visibleman.org slash comedy show. As far as server stuff goes, VM holds weekly voice chat hangouts on Mondays at 7 p.m. It's a great way for men to connect on something other than via text. The gamer section holds weekly hangouts on Fridays at 9 p.m. Come hang out, play video games, stream and or talk about video games with your fellow VM gamers. 
And as always, VM Live is on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Join the server and take part in the show. As a reminder, all times are Eastern and all events take place on the Visible Man Discord server. The link for that will be in the show notes. I'm really excited uh, for the fundraiser. Um, we started to uh, put stuff uh, out about it. Um, been in communication with a couple of people. Jeff, you had a you had a really busy weekend last weekend uh, with a couple of different stuff. I want to get into that uh, real quick, but um, before we do, yeah, you had a lot of uh, good conversations. It seemed like with people um, about you know, VM and what we do. And um, for for once, at least in, in the last couple of years, it seems like it hasn't been able to happen as often. You've been able to have these discussions in person so they can see yeah. you, they can see what we do. Uh, and um, I think that that is, is incredibly awesome. So over uh, last weekend was a big kind of weekend for um, VM, uh, or at least big Saturday. I think you did everything on yeah, I one think it day. Was all on, yeah. Um, yeah. So what all did we, uh, what all did we do, um, last weekend? Um, so we, well, we participated in the NAMI walk with the mm-hmm. National Alliance for Mental Illness. Um, and then we had a table at the Red Wings, which is the local minor league baseball team. Um, but the weekend before that, I don't think we've talked since then. Um, I did a talk at the Lilac Festival, which mm, is yep. here in Rochester. Um, and just in general, I've been putting us out there. Um, and at, actually tonight, Admin Bob isn't with us because he's in Buffalo participating in an event there. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it has, uh, it's been good. It, it's been really nice actually to meet people in person because um, when we started this, it was social media and then the podcast and then um, the server right. and then it's all been online. Um, and I've just not had conversations in person really about VM at, mm-hmm. at all, you know, since the pandemic. So to meet people, and I think one of the things that's surprising is um, how many people would rather do it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, we, we have a bubble here on the discord server of, great people, good discussions, good friends from mm-hmm. all over the world. Um, and then there's people that don't really care about the server. They really want, right. they don't, they're not comfortable with it or they want to meet in person, which is, you know, the dimension, you can connect with somebody way better in person if you're comfortable with that. So mm-hmm. it's been, um, it's been, you know, like the both and situation where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the, you know, the discord server is great and people also want to connect in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I've, in the next, you know, this week we've had some great connections that we've made, mm-hmm. um, through Reddit, um, Facebook, just people that have kind of connected, um, that I'm excited to see where those things go. Yeah. So yeah, it's been tiring. I think I'm tired because my first couple of days of the week were, it's, it's a thrill. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's validating. Uh, and it's tiring, <laughs> yeah. you know, because, you know, we both have full-time jobs that we're working. Um, and then to do this, to build this, uh, independent of that takes, takes energy for sure. But it's, yeah. um, uh, it's a bit draining at times, but it's been good lately. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to find that balance. Um, 
one of the people we um, connected with, uh, I was having a conversation and that was one of the things that came up is, is finding that balance uh, mm. between, mm-hmm. you know, now, you know, there are, um, there are people reliant on me where there weren't before as much. Um, like here, you mean, physically yeah, in person, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and... You know, making dinner for one person for two people is it's nothing because if I'm going to make it for myself, it's not that much more to make it for two people, you know, but then, you know, mm-hmm. dinners and uh, you know, lunches and general cleaning and those kind of things. I mean, there's a there's a partnership with that. Yeah. Um, and I've taken on or tried to take on some responsibilities that okay that's the thing i do so now you don't have to worry about it kind of deal mm-hmm. um so now like if it doesn't get done like people don't eat you know what i mean or don't have yeah. clean underwear yeah. or whatever you know and so Big for deal. me yeah the challenge has been um you know balancing work and uh that stuff and then and then with the vm stuff it's yeah there's a lot going on um and you know i feel bad when sometimes you just see you see you know the chat going or something like that Mm. and Mm -hmm. you're just like (laughs) you know there's 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 a you can only give so much of yourself you know uh especially in these intense environments and i think that's one of the reasons that it's great that we have so many good people in the chat so that way it's not you know, like you or me constantly, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I've been out of the loop for, um, well, not out of the loop, but just not in the loop in live, you know, with a lot of the conversations that happen during the day because I'm asleep. Um, but one weird benefit or positive thing I've seen from um, me being here is that, you know, I'm just sitting at my desk during the day, um, is that we've had some people who have not been able to sleep or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. whereas it was harder to have somebody that was there, like I am. And so like mm-hmm. I'll have conversations <laughs> with people at four o'clock in the morning that nobody else would have had just because, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's one o'clock in the afternoon for me. So it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's challenging to find that, that balance. Um, from the three things where it seems like there's, um, you know, your job, your family, and then uh, VM where there's, I'm a, you know, I'm a freelancer. And so every, you know, people say, oh, as a freelancer, you get to have, it's you're your boss. And it's like, uh, kind of. And so, instead of now, instead of having one boss, you know, that you would have at your job, I have like six because all of your clients are the most important client. All of them want mm-hmm. their stuff yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and so there's that stressor of we need it, we need it now, and then you have that same stressor with your home life, you know, and then and then another stressor with that with VM, mm-hmm. and and it's it's a lot, and like with you, you know, your children are are older, and so while it it may not be as much day to day, you know, I I don't know but i doubt you're you're making you know your daughter's lunch um or Mm -hmm. you know washing their clothes you know stuff like that you're probably letting them but like their stuff is more complicated it doesn't come up as much but it's more complicated i imagine because they're older um more expensive Mm -hmm. you know like 
Like it's kind of like with Christmas, you know, um, when you were a kid, you asked for 5,000 toys, you know, um, and then when you got older, you didn't ask for as many toys, but the stuff you asked for was considerably more expensive <laughs> than the $30, you know, crap toy that you asked for when you were a kid. Um, so I feel like maybe there's a different stress with that too, is that like when one of your daughters comes to you for help or something like that, it's going to be a heck of a lot more complicated than, you know, with me. And it's just like, well, you just take the batteries out and put, put new batteries <laughs> in. Yeah. yeah, that's a good accurate. That's an accurate description. I mean, when the kids were younger, it was a lot more hands-on time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, you know, they're, they're both over 18 and one of them's in college. So, um, they just need less hands-on time. Um, so yeah. And, and yeah, you've got a different challenge because it is, it's hard to balance all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the kids you're around are very uh, younger, so they mm-hmm. need a little bit and, and there's more of them. So they need more hands-on time and more under your energy and it's a lot to balance. It really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring it out. You know, it's, it's, I think I'm figuring it out. Um, I think you are. I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, you know, I've, there are times where I just, you just want to sit there and be like, like there was an issue with finding the right socks yesterday, you know, and you just want to sit there and be like, we just, we just put on some damn socks. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Just put on some, does, you know, like who cares? Okay. This is one day of your life. You have 15,000 pairs of socks. I know you did because I watched them last weekend. So, like, I don't know what the problem is here, but just put on the, you know, and and learning to not say that, you yeah. know, learning to have takes, that patience and, yeah, is. It takes a toll. It takes it takes energy to, to not say stuff and just create that space for them to experience what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and then you go away and, and you swear at the wall and you come back in and you just take a deep breath. And yeah. just, you know, yeah. it's hard. It's, it's mm-hmm. very tiring. Yeah. And one of them was they're doing some sort of cross country thing in gym running, you know, um, or PE. Uh, and um, I don't know what you have to grab a peg or something and show it to a teacher to probably show them that you ran all the way. I don't know what it is, but it's crossed. It's not that big a deal. It's just run, you know, like, but mm. super nerves. And there was, I mean, almost to tears this morning. And it was just like, I, I don't know what to say to make you feel better, you know, but like at the end of the yeah. day, you're just running with your friends. Like don't overthink it. And that's what I ended up saying. Like, don't overthink it. You know, you're running yeah. with your friends. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. PE class. Like nobody, you know, like yeah. it doesn't just but the pressure run. they put on themselves. Yeah, is, it's the same pressure that we would put on for whatever you think is the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same, yeah, same for same magnitude that rests on them. Yeah, and I'm trying to find a way. I'm not really sure how to, and I'm not sure anybody does. You're just kind of winging it. But I'm trying to find a way to to acknowledge that pressure. You know, without belittling it, but also to like, yeah. you got to get moving. You know, um, it's it's so hard, man. Yeah, it's so hard. It's like I figured it out. Yeah, like with breakups. You know, I think we've talked about this a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you sit there and you see a kid who's fifteen going through his first breakup, and you're like, and you know, in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, we all remember our first love and all that kind of stuff. But generally, unless something really weird happened or terrible, like we look on it fondly as adults. Like, yeah, that was, you know, um, I remember and I, you know, I remember the girl and it was, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, it is what it is. Um, 
but like we know that it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> in the mm-hmm. long run like at all um but yeah. that that child or that teenager at that point you know um it's they're feeling love they're feeling the same emotions they're feeling them strongly and then you add in a whole bunch of hormones that are just knocking knocking stuff all over the place anyway mm-hmm. um and it's like how do you how do you see and help them through that m- emotional journey which is huge because that's the first time they're experiencing that yeah. you know without belittling it but also like you have to eat dinner like sorry right. you have to eat yeah <laughs> You'll die if you don't. I need you to eat. Like, you can be mad, but eat your food. I, yeah, there's some balance between validating and creating a safe place and 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 still I'm not keeping the bar high, but still calling somebody out or still pushing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the right balance is, but it's hard. It's hard to find. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm here there aren't aren't any aren't any dating nobody's dating yet a couple of crushes i think um which is fun but um no yeah no heartbreak yet i don't think um there might have been a mini one before i was in the picture but um mm. but then i think i think the kids here are almost prepared for it because of what happened with their mom and their dad, that there's like mm. a, a part of you that's like, well, statistically speaking, <laughs> we're 17. It's not going to work out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a fine line and I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm trying to find it. I think I, you know, hopefully we'll spend the rest of my life with these kids trying to, trying to find it of, of, yeah, trying to be there. Like you said, provide a safe environment, but also like you have to put your shoes on and go to school. Like I get it. You're <laughs> upset. But this is ridiculous, you know, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I just ugh, that's that's a, a you hear about it, you know, you hear about it a lot um, from friends and from, you know, society or whatever. But like it's different when you're the one sitting there in your bathrobe unshowered, you know, like with a cup of coffee half awake and there's a child in front of you like and i'm not saying like a terrible temper tantrum or anything like that it wasn't like a blowout but they're asking you stuff and you're like "Ah, i don't know no i don't know where your socks are and and it's a big deal for them right then right now yeah yeah but um you know i love it i love doing it i you know i it's been an honor and a lot of fun you know um and in a weird way, I don't know if it's weird or not, but like I look forward to to those big moments mm-hmm. in life with mm-hmm. them. Um, you know, uh, first heartbreaks. You know, um, dances. And they, they, I think they do some kind of formal thing over here. Um, yeah. They don't do like what we do with proms and all the all the fifty dances that you have to go through every year. But mm-hmm. um, you know, graduations, all those kind of things. Um, you know, I look forward to that. I think it'll be uh, it'll be amazing to, in some small way, kind of you know, be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's awesome. It's tiring. It's exhausting, but it's rewarding. <laughs> that's, that's the truth, man. It is one hundred percent, one hundred percent exhausting. Um, I feel like at times I try to work so hard and making sure that my partner gets a break that like I kind of don't. 
you know, mm. and I sat there yeah, and the other day. Yeah, you do a lot now. I can yeah, see I re- it. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. realized that. I sat there and I said, you know, I might need to say to her, like, I need to sleep in one of these days or something like that. Like, I need to go elsewhere for yeah. a bit or not go yeah. elsewhere, but like, I need mm-hmm. to, yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the reasons I'm over here is to, to you know, give her a break. So, um, you know, I just try to balance expectations, that kind of stuff, and I'm sure I'll figure it out. But Yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of today's episode of VM Live. Uh, keep up to date with everything we're doing by going to visibleman.org. Uh, you can get your tickets to the uh, VM Comedy Night fundraiser by going to visibleman.org slash comedy show. Check us out on YouTube. If you're watching this, please remember to uh, thumbs up it and subscribe. If you're listening to this, uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, I believe. Still working on that MySpace. We're on LinkedIn, though, so that's pretty impressive. And of course, um, if you are over the age of 18, you are welcome and invited to join the VM Discord server where we have open and honest and moderated discussions about men and men's mental health daily. The link for that will be in the show notes. Is that everything? Yep, got it. Okay. Cool. Oh, Patreon. You should probably, yeah, if you like all the great work we're doing here, uh, make sure you jump over to our Patreon page, which I believe is patreon.com slash visible man and support us there. We're working on some perks and stuff, trying to figure all that out. Uh, But the main thing, uh, we want things to be able to be free um, for the most part. We want people to have equal and open access. So we're trying to find a way to kind of balance that out. So that's patreon.com slash Visible Man, once again, thank you for tuning in. I am Jack Rollins for VM Live, reminding you that vulnerability is the ultimate demonstration of strength. Cheers. <laughs>